0: Before I begin the sermon by popular request, (laughs) I've got Tim Vine's book, Well, one person said could we have them, Uh, 50 people said we can't, but uh, I'll listen to the one. Um, uh, We're only on uh, joke 11, 12 and 13 of the thousand jokes, so we've got a few to go here. So, I was lying in a bath bath of meths. That's quite difficult to say, actually. I was lying in a bath of meths. And my girlfriend rang up and said she was lying in a bath of paraffin. I said, I am with you in spirit. (laughs) I thought it was a sort of appropriate term about spirit. Number 12, I've got a friend who's a very tall blade of grass. He's easily swayed. And maybe if we read the Bible and imbue the Bible, we'll be following swayed by God's strength. See, there is a reason for this. Number 13, the bloke said to me, he said, I bet you can't name a famous Egyptian landmark. I said, that's what you think. <laughs> Shall we end there for today? Yes. I've got another book as well, but um, uh, this is a bit more serious. This is a study that we'll be doing after Easter, The Essential Questions and it goes through the book of Acts and we're inviting again the whole church to get involved in this. Um, uh, if uh, you would like a copy of this book if you uh, come and, uh, and tell me it uh, comes out at four pounds. You can order it yourself but it'll be more expensive because um, I can buy in bulk. So uh, four pounds and it's got all of the um, uh, readings and some suggestions. Um, you don't have to do it. We'll produce... A list with the readings in anyway but this is a, a helpful book okay let's um listen to god's word we've already had one verse but let's uh listen to the very first psalm
1: They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Maggie. Could we be reading up, Brian, verse 1? Thank you. Oh, you're not Brian, are you? No, are you new to this church? Is that, uh... <laughs> blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. And, uh, and so the first word of the first psalm, psalms which are, have been so influential, haven't they, and perhaps personally and in, in all sorts of ways, the first word is, is this word, blessed and uh, I think that's significant that uh, blessed a life of delight of fruitfulness a sense of worth which contrasts with uh, the worthlessness of of the wicked and and that's what the first psalm is uh, is about just um, how to have this blessed life and avoid this uh, this life of of badness and throughout the bible although it looks at uh, different themes and throughout the book of Psalms, even though there's, uh, it expresses joy and awe and doubt and confidence, anger and praise, all of those mixture of emotions as we read the Psalms, but the overall idea is that with this relationship with God, people can have and enjoy a blessed life. Verse two. Have we got verse two there? Yes. And so this is the blessed person. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, the translation "law" perhaps is a little bit confusing because you think of it perhaps as a highway code or um, or you know sort of regulations, and it's a bit dry. The the law that is being talked about is the is a Torah the. Um, uh, god's word god's god's message and so the uh, the blessed person is the one who delights in god's word and over the last few weeks when sell and myself have been taking services we've been looking at the bible in different aspects of of uh, of reading the bible listening the bible uh, understanding the bible and now it's the last one in that series just um how the bible can really become part of us. And when it is, resting on those promises, then we can have that sense of, of blessedness. And on his law, on God's word, he meditates day and night. So meditates day and night. Meditation is sometimes thought of something that other religions do or other things that um, uh, there's uh, transcendental meditation or, or you think of yoga exercises and meditating. But meditation is part of, of Christianity. And I think a neglected part, particularly in the West, we tend to be so busy doing things. I was at a meeting on on Thursday at Northampton, and uh, we were talking about our own walk with God, and several of us confessed that we're much more comfortable doing stuff than just sitting and meditating. But one lady, she was saying that... uh, she gets up early and sets her alarm um, to get up early and then resets it so that she has a good time just meditating on God's Word and praying before she goes off to work. At, I think 7 o'clock she goes off to work. But then at work, as she works in an office with a computer screen and, and she sets a message up that every hour on the hour there's a a message that comes up and and it i don't know exactly what it says something like take a minute to meditate on god's word and and so she does that hopefully a boss doesn't come around just at that time when it's um there but she's just tried to, she finds that helpful just to get into that structure she finds if she doesn't have that structure she doesn't do it but meditating on god's word that's what i want to talk about today and if we just um, uh, go on with this reading, and then we'll look at some others. Verse 3. This is a blessed man who meditates on God's Word. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. In other words, it it does what it should do. And so I think it's saying that, uh, the psalm saying that if we meditate on God's Word, we're doing what we should do, and, and we should have this blessed life. And let's just the last part and whose leaf does not wither and many of us you know find that uh, there's times when we find our leaves withering mm-hmm. if uh, if you know what i mean just struggling and struggling with life but if we've learned god's word if we memorize god's word if we meditate on god's word then it, it just helps to sustain us Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that blow in the wind. So it's contrasting those. Okay. Can we have our our other readings? And you can follow them on the screen or on your little bits of paper that hopefully you got given. Um, Did anybody not get a a bit of paper? Um, uh, That if you didn't, then there, there should be some still out on there. If you'd like to come out. Oh, sorry, you're staying there, aren't you, Felicity? Sorry. Yes, just the first one. So uh, Felicity's going to read them uh, one by one. But first, she'll just read the first one. And these are some verses that I've picked out. That, and take them away and that you can memorize them. And meditate on them for Lent. They're to do with the Easter story. So let's just listen to the first one. Thank you for listening.
1: The first reading: um, Romans three twenty-three. All have sinned. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God.
0: And as we go through these readings, like Rachel Hickson said and what Sally reminded us yesterday, sometimes a Bible verse will just jump out at us. And maybe as we go through uh, these, one of these will jump out at us. Or it may be another verse that we, and maybe God's trying to say something and, and uh, we'll, uh, that's the verse to really meditate on. Let's have our next verse.
1: Romans six twenty three, <clears throat> sin's penalty, for the wages of sin is death, but the, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our
0: Lord. Maybe that speaks to us the contrast between the death of sin and the eternal life through Jesus. Thank you.
1: Romans 5, verse 8, Christ paid the penalty, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us.
0: That great grace of God. And we'll be continuing with the grace course tonight, 7 till 9. Just learning more about the grace of God. And anybody's still welcome to come to that.
1: Thank you. Titus 3, verse 5. Salvation not by works. He saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit. Revelations 3, verse 20. Must receive Christ. Here I I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me.
0: And that's the verse that we're just going to concentrate on in a in a moment that we had earlier on. Let's for completeness have the, the final one. John five.
1: Verse twenty four Assurance of Salvation Very truly I tell you whoever hears my word and believes him who sent and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged by will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life
0: amazing truths are there in that reading and in all of the the readings just to guide us through lent to Easter so I encourage you to take away that piece of paper and um, and meditate on well the scripture that that God leads you to you see meditations are a combination of of reviewing repeating reflecting thinking analyzing feeling just enjoying god's presence it can be a physical intellectual and emotional activity these verses are from something called the topical memory system which i've sent off for and uh, and should come produced by an organization called the navigators and what they do is give you these verses on little credit card-sized um, uh, pieces of card. And you keep with them with you. And that, uh, perhaps each day for a week, maybe, you pick out one of the verses. And just meditate on it. You read it in the morning. You read it at your coffee break. And, and you just have it in your mind and you meditate it through the day through the working day and in the, in the evening and at night and well you can uh, do it for as long as you like. there's no hard and fast rules now you won't all have those credit card sized reminders but you can make one yourself or perhaps put it on the fridge door or um, uh, put it as a reminder on your phone or, or whatever works for you, just to reflect on God's Word. Just encourage you to, to take time. So often we, we don't take time. We rush into the, the day and rush into things, but just to take time and to memorize we had a go earlier, didn't we, and, um, uh, and, and struggled. Shall we have that verse up? And, uh, well, let's, let's read it out again, shall we, after three. One, two, three. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Just leave that up and we can, so we'll concentrate on this. And you may recognize a picture here by Holman Hunt who is uh, saying, uh, I I stand at the door and knock. And uh, perhaps if we have the lights off, we could just see it better. And, um, And you may see that there's lots of brambles over the door and, uh, and uh, we didn't have brambles over this door but when, uh, when the knock came the door was opened but that's not always what we do is it that sometimes when the Lord knocks uh, the door of our life is full of brambles and, uh, and we, we're sort of hesitant to, to invite the Lord into our life what will he discover? what will he shine his light into? But this is a verse that's imploring us to open the door, to come to faith, to grow in that faith. And I think this is a great reading just to dwell on. What does it mean? What's the door of our life? What's it mean to eat with us? I think that's a wonderful imagery of the Lord eating with us. And maybe as we meditate, as we think of it, we perhaps think, I wonder what the context is of this reading. And so we look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, and those around it, and we discover that it's, it's a message to the church of Laodicea. And, uh, and in the message it was, You are neither hot nor cold, and I, I wish to spew you out of my mouth. If you read the King James Version, which I, I think must be the best for for that, that it really gives, and it's a dissatisfaction of God with those people that they, they're just lukewarm. And maybe we think, well, is that me? Maybe I need to open the door of my heart. Apparently, and then you might discover, well, what, what was this church of Laodicea? And then you discover that there was a, uh, an aqueduct that um, brought the water in but it was quite a long journey for it and so the water started off nice and cool and fresh in the spring but then uh, it got warm as it went down and ended up lukewarm and so it wasn't very nice and maybe our lives have, have started off all um, uh, cool and refreshing and then maybe have just drifted and got, got just a sort of lukewarm so maybe just to meditate on this word is such a, a a good a good thing because if we're not careful we can meditate on other things even though we're not formally doing it meditate on oh I wonder what that storyline of eastenders will lead to there's nothing wrong with that but it's distracting us perhaps from just spending time with god or or maybe more serious things meditate on what that person did to us or did to somebody else and and we dwell on that rather than on God's word I know there was uh, somebody that I knew who was going through a difficult time and they prayed that God would cleanse their mind from other things which happened but then uh, thankfully they began to memorize and meditate on God's word to fill their empty mind as it were with God's word. And there were some really good results of that. So that's what I'm encouraging us to do in the uh, remaining period of Lent and beyond. Is that okay? So take this piece of paper. If these readings are helpful to you, that's good. If, if there's other readings that just God wants you to meditate on, that's wonderful. Other Bible readings. And so, before we end in song, we're going to just spend some time meditating on um, uh, one of these verses. Perhaps the one that we've been concentrated on, but maybe others as well. And we're going to uh, have a YouTube clip just to get us into that place. You can sing along if you like, but um, just listen and come before the Lord and open up your your heart to be spoken to by him thank you lord thank you for your word Thank you that you encourage us to to be blessed, to meditate on your word day and night. Thinking about you and your word. and, And may it guide us, Lord. We thank you for what you've perhaps been sharing with us today as... We've just spent a too short a time just meditating on your word. We pray that you spoke and that we heard, that we opened up the door to you, Lord. Help us to continue to do that through Lent and beyond, just to take time out to meditate on your word to memorise your word. And may that lead us into righteous action that our leaves will not fade and that we will bear fruit as individuals and as a fellowship. Thank you, Lord. Amen.